Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, Giants fans, welcome, welcome. We are here with another talking Ball live chat, post-game Giants-Cowboys, a 49-17 to laughter, uh, laugher. Giants frustrated on the sidelines, talking to their coaches, talking to their teammates, venting, coaches talking to coaches, the Fox broadcast chronicling that, but also saying that Shane and Dayball are the right men for the job. A lot to digest here. Another therapy session here. Uh, Pat Leonard from the Daily News. Guys, thanks for waiting. Thanks for hanging on. Thanks for being here as always. First, want to tell you about our sponsor, Bet Online, before we get going. Um, and unfortunately, they already have a line out for the Giants-Washington Commanders game next week. And the Commanders are favored by 10 points in the Giants' next game. That's the team, the only team the Giants can beat in their division. Brian Dable is 2-7-1 and one in the NFC East since he took over as Giants head coach. The two wins and the tie are against the Commanders. The losses are to everybody else, the Eagles and the Cowboys. But you know that, not trying to rub salt in the wound. Let's talk about Bet Online real quick, and we'll get right into your questions. Love doing these, as always. I wish we had some better football to talk about, but here we are. The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all your live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source. For wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions, all the hoops, betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access anywhere at any time, head to the Bet Online app today. And remember to use our promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. Where I start is just a quick reminder that we do our super chats and super stickers here. So if you want to support the site, support what we do here, help us continue to grow. You could pay a little bit of money and have your comment, your insight, your question elevated to the top and the front of the chat. I will answer it right away. And I always really appreciate all the support you guys give me there. Remember to follow the Talking Ball with Pat Leonard podcast on audio as well, not just on the YouTube page. I'm on Apple and Spotify there. Give me reviews. Give me ratings. Give me those five stars if you like it. Hope you do. Um, and obviously, we have all of the content on the New York Daily News website. TikTok is at PL on NFL. That's also my handle on Instagram and here on TikTok. If you don't already subscribe to the page here, please do. And let's get right to your questions. Um, yes, I see you guys hitting those hearts and those thumbs up. That helps as well. Thanks for the reminder. Whoever did that just now, uh, you guys are the best. All right. Michael Knight starts us off. Is Coach Dable the man to lead this team? I think there's serious doubt about that in my mind. I think that his challenge at the start of the game there was a panic move and a panic decision, picking up the flag saying, never mind, that's not how it works. You lose a timeout. Just another indication of the fact that even when the game's nothing, nothing, um, there's not composure there. And I felt like that was a sign that he knew how bad it was going to be today right away. Um, desperation and also just not showing poise on the sideline. Uh, I think Dable's trying his hardest to make it look like things aren't going wrong to the level that they are. But behind the scenes, I'm telling you, uh, the Giants autopsy has already begun. And there are a lot of concerns right now about um, the operation here and how they get it fixed quickly. Because let's just be honest, guys, and I don't want to harp on this right out of the gate. But the bottom line with Dable and Shane and all that is this. Of course, they don't want to turn over their whole regime right now. Of course, Brian Dable being the coach of the year carries weight. Of course, those things are true. But my point is, and when I, through my reporting, the point of all of this is you never thought any of these coaches were going to get fired in year two until it got so bad, it put ownership in a position where the team wasn't competitive and they had no other choice. And have you seen a team this bad? Have we seen a team uh, like the Giants are right now where they are struggling to compete in any way, shape or form? I mean, it really is something to see, you know, the players being as frustrated as they are. The bottom line is this. If you get Darius Slayton that frustrated, you can get anybody frustrated. Um, that's the calmest, most even keel guy on the team. And he lost his cool because he's struggling to take the futility. 
Hunter Keller, what's up? Hunter says, good evening, Pat. This is going to be an interesting chat for sure. This looked like an ugly excuse for an NFL game. Looked like an NFL team versus a JV D3 high school squad. Yeah, and that's my point too is like, Hunter, you're absolutely right. When the game is scoreless, nothing, nothing, you still don't have hope. And of course, the quarterback situation is bad um, and injuries play a part in that. But that's a part of how you manage your team too and your roster. That's roster construction, who you have behind the player. That's how you keep players healthy. It's another problem we saw in this game. I'm sure we'll get to all the injuries. Um, injuries just piling up. This is not a coincidence. The Giants have been one of the most injured teams in the league year in and year out, no matter who their coach is. And that's not, you know, is that a Brian Dayball problem? In part, yeah, if you're if you're collaborating with the training staff and the organization uh, to run practices a certain way and to manage players' bodies a certain way. But it's also a problem that goes past the head coach. That's for sure. All right, Dante Gencarelli says, do you think Dayball is losing the players' respect after today's loss? I definitely think that Saquon showing frustration on the sideline with Dable after the fourth down is a clear sign of how frustrated they are with what he is doing and running and how they're running things. Um, I think that Saquon saying like, it's tough to go, go out and get embarrassed every week. That's what he said after the game. And I'll post, I'll post, keep an eye out for this too, guys. I'll post a full video of Saquon's post game comments on the YouTube page. And I'll also post a bunch of Sterling, uh, one of Sterling Shepard, like a minute of Sterling Shepard that was very good and poignant. And then a lot of Darius Slayton, who was very open and honest with us. Um, but that's kind of, you know, Barkley, there was a lot of damage control going on after the game. Like people were uh, like even Sterling Shepard continues to just not throw the coach and GM under the bus, even though he has every reason to, um, you know, just keep saying that there has to be belief. People have to have a strong mindset, that kind of thing. Um, I definitely think that there's a lot of doubt. Um, I just think that they do have a lot of high character guys and they're not going to be the ones to say it, but I do think this deserves to be said. And now Xavier McKinney didn't talk after this game. He needs to, he needs to talk. Okay. And that's a problem. These players need to be available, but Xavier McKinney's criticism of the giants coaching staff and of their operation after the Raiders game. Now, was it, in, it maybe wasn't valid based on the specific coverage he was talking about. And he was talking about one play and it blew up into a whole story about the operation. And, you know, so was his exact reason for saying it valid? Maybe not in the moment, but I think we can safely say after watching this game, watching the Giants sideline, watching everything that Fox chronicled and talking to the guys after the game, I think we can safely say that McKinney gave us actually a pretty good look at the pulse of how frustrations are starting to boil over here. Don't you? Like, I think, you have to give the kid a little bit of credit for that. You know, um, now does it not show leadership necessarily to throw people under the bus? Yeah, no, of course not. But, you know, I think we can blame him a little less. I think it would be fair to say, at least that's how I feel after watching this giants chronicles. What's up? My man says uh, for being the New York media, you guys let Dable off the hook. So easy in the press conference. Not one of you asked about running it on third, fourth and three up the gut. None of you asked about the mood. Pretty sure somebody asked about the fourth and three um, chronicles. I may be wrong about that, but I mean, so you say you have to press him harder. Oh, well, here's the thing, like, and the mood, I mean, he, I'll just be perfectly honest. He doesn't, he's not uh, forthright about those answers. He doesn't come with answers that are, uh, that reveal anything. Like I pressed him on, are there any drastic changes you can make or are going to make? Like, you know, essentially, are you going to make a change at play caller or, or a coordinator or, you know, I don't know, something else with the players or this and that. And, you know, he gave me the same answer twice. Like he said it once said like, we all have to do better. And I said again, well, is that a yes or a no? Right. Like that's pressing him. And he just gives me the same answer. doesn't say anything. Um, so, but that that's fair of you to, to see those things and call it out for sure. These questions need to be asked. So I, I appreciate your point there. Oh, we have a 499 super sticker from the man Tuto himself. Tuto Azuri. Massive salutes and respect to Big Boss Pat and all diehard Giants fans in America. Shout out to everyone showing up here to support Pat here. Tuto, thank you so much for setting the example. You are one of our greatest supporters here. Um, we really appreciate it all the way from overseas and um I just can't thank you enough, guys. That's an example of the super chat, the super stickers that we do. And um, 
you know, Tuto is a great example of a fan who win or lose is here to hear about the Giants. And he wants to know, he wants to know the inside scoop. He wants to know what's going right. He wants to know what's going wrong. He, knows, he wants to know how it gets fixed. And Tuto understands that what we do here at the Talking Ball podcast, at PL on NFL, my YouTube page, and at the Daily News and in my coverage is we bring it to you guys straight. It might not always be what you want to hear about your team. It might not always be positive. But it is what we feel is the most accurate representation of how things are going. Tuto, you're the man. Appreciate it. All right. Um, Hunter says, what was the Wink and Dable spat about at half? Uh, my guess is, you know, we asked Dable about that. You know, he, he brushes it all off, says it's all normal communication, blah, 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 blah. Um, you know, my best read on that is just given the fact that they were hemorrhaging yards and points that Dable maybe was, um, you know, asking Martindale about, I don't know, the types of coverages they were playing and how they could change it up or whatever the case may be. I mean, that that is a pretty common thing, right? Like if your defense is starting to give up a lot of points, then maybe even if you're not the play caller, you go to the play caller and you say, hey, listen, what's going on here? But obviously coaches want to be careful about stepping on toes as well. Uh, but that was interesting to me and I think to the Fox broadcast and Tom Rinaldi in the context of everything else happening. So it wasn't necessarily that the coordinator and the head coach were talking a lot. It was also that it was on top of Saquon going to Dable, on top of Darius Slayton uh, losing his cool, Sterling Shepard getting in his face, trying to calm him down, you know, Mike Groh and, and Darius Slayton, all that stuff. Uh, so that's why I think um, that means a lot more in the context of, you know, within the full scope of um, – of, you know, all the other discord that was happening on the sidelines. Giants Chronicles, what's up? Says, as fans, we need answers and pressers, and we aren't getting out any out of them. We need answers, Dable, because right now you are looking like Hedge Part 2. Oh, Judge Part 2. Okay, yeah, no, you listen, this is worse. That These are worse results than Judge. Let's be very clear here. And, like, obviously nobody wants to relive the end of the Joe Judge era. But... um you know, there were the roster, like everyone's talking right now about like the roster, not giving Dable and Shane a chance or whatever. They, look at the roster that Joe Judge played with. Look at the GM he worked with, Dave Gettleman. You know, you look at the, Joe Shane and Brian Dable right now, the players they have versus the players that were back then. I mean, it's not even close. So, but I know what you're saying about looking like Judge Part 2. You're saying like where year one shows a little bit of promise and then year two, it just goes in the tank and you say, wait a second, where did all that promise go? Did it even exist in the first place? Right. So I totally understand what you're saying. And I and honestly, I, I always thought um, I always thought that Judge was open and honest with us as much as he could be, whereas I think Dable won't give us anything one way or another. Um, so I don't view them as the same person. But Chronicles, thank you so much for the super sticker. Really appreciate that. Uh, another one. So we have Tuto in 499. We have Chronicles in at 499. You guys are awesome. I really appreciate it. Um, I want to continue to repay your generosity with more coverage and more offerings for what we do here and what I'm doing, not only at the Daily News and the Talking Ball podcast and on this page, but also have some more things in the works to bring coverage directly to you. So um, that should be exciting. I'll let you keep you guys updated about that. All right, let me try to keep getting to these questions. Thanks again, Chronicles and Tuto. Um, all right. Intel developer says it is what it is. Hunter Keller says, why are guys like Saquon and Thomas, especially after getting hurt early in the damn game down 30? What's the upside of having a franchise cornerstone? And then, well, you know, for Dable, it's about like, if you take those guys out, then I mean, that you're sending a certain message to the team and it really does fold up then though. It's harder to, it's harder to have a worse result than you just did. Um, I did think it seemed like they were kind of managing decks early in the game and not playing him as much. And then the Cowboys were really kind of going on a roll running the ball. So that was a little bit strange. I'm looking forward to talking to uh, Dexter about that. He did not speak after the game. Um, he had some uh, people in town that he uh, that he wanted to spend some time with. But obviously, uh, we do need to hear from the Giants captain. Um, Chronicles says Pat Art Stapleton just went at me on Twitter. Uh Oh, uh, what would you what do you say to Art to to get him uh, fired up? But you drop drop that in here. Um, Hunter says I definitely I saw that definitely wasn't the most professional answer. OK, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but let me know. Um, 
Oh, oh, here we go. So Chronicle says, he said, when you're in NFL locker room, I was like, go here with reporters thinking. Okay, I'm struggling uh, following this, but it sounds like it's about Dexter. Maybe you can uh, clear it up for me. Okay, let's get on to the next. Andrew Spagnolo says, if they are going quarterback in the draft, wouldn't you want Brian Dable to be the coach to morph him? Why fire him? What other coach out there would be better for Caleb or Drake? Let Shane and Dable get their true guy. Well, Andrew, I think that – so you say Dable's the quarterback guy. So last year – he helped Daniel Jones and the Giants win enough games and play well enough in certain spots for Jones to win that contract. And now this year, everything has gone to total crap. And, you know, honestly, it looks like as much of a mistake that Daniel Jones signed with the Giants as the Giants signed him. And so I would put the question to you, why do you think he could definitely – turn you know turn the rookie quarter why would he be the best person for the rookie quarterback because of josh allen i mean if i look at josh allen i see a guy who's supremely talented as well not that dable doesn't deserve credit for helping him uh grow as a player and as a person he absolutely does uh, but i think andrew that i think dable from my vantage point struggles with managing games he struggles with being the ceo of the team he struggles with um being a uh you know, a leader on the sidelines and he struggles with being somebody who keeps things even keel, has poise under pressure, makes good game management and situational football decisions. Like these are all things in my mind that, Hey, great. You can develop a quarterback. Guess what? You could be our offensive coordinator. Like we need a head coach. Like that's what the giants need is a good head coach. In my opinion, Savage Steve drops in for a dollar 99. Thanks. Honestly, is Dable here next year? Steve, this is my honest answer about that. I think and believe that the Giants want in every way for Brian Dable to be here next year. But I think that as it keeps getting worse and when it's this bad, I've seen already three straight coaches go from, hey, things look, things look up or there's so many reasons why they deserve more time and patience to oh my god this is terrible i can't take this anymore and someone is fired like so you know there's seven games left of this i mean what if they lose to washington by 20 what if they lose to the patriots who are freaking terrible right like these are the, i'm not saying like you know think about how these seven games could go so how much are the giants willing to stomach here we go hunter keller why does jordan riley never get a chance they give trey hawkins chance after chance um, they have more bodies at defensive tackle than they do a corner. Um, you know, especially with the signings of a and, uh, Nacho and then DJ Davidson got healthy and not that these guys, you know, especially like Davidson was getting pushed around in this game. Uh, but they have more bodies at the position hunter. Um, also Riley, even though he had a promising preseason in camp, just not ready. Um, you know, there's a lot. That's why like you don't pump guys tires early. Like I'm not telling you guys in the summer, even if he has a good practice or a good preseason game, that he's going to play a lot and start. I do think, Hunter, that if you're at the point in your season where you're playing, you know, young players and trying to develop guys and a guy's still not playing, like we are here right now with Jordan Riley, that's an even bigger concern. Um, and so that warrants more questions, I think, for sure. But, you know, the Giants could turn around and say, well, if we start playing a guy that you already know we think is our worst defensive tackle, you're going to accuse us of tanking, right? So they could... I mean, they're not going to say that out loud, but I'm just saying that could, that could be something they say. Um, all right. Thank you, Hunter. Really appreciate that. You guys are crushing it today. A lot of support here for the podcast and the live chat, as always. All right. Let's see. Let me get back into the queue here. Uh, Joey B says, oh, my God, Pat. Um I'm done. I think after the Patriots game, I'm not going back this season. How is Kayvon's head? That's what I'm saying. Washington and Patriots, you lose these two games going to the bye. I mean, who knows where this is going, right? I mean, let's be honest here. Um, all right, let's see. Yeah. Um, oh, how's Kayvon? Right. So we have – let's go over the injuries real quick, okay, as I slide back over here um, in this press box. So the injuries, we have Kayvon Thibodeau, concussion. We have Jalen Hyatt, concussion. We have um, 
Deontay Banks' ankle. Banks said he thinks that his ankle won't be too bad. That's what he told me. Uh, we'll see. That's what he said. So encouraging. You know, you, you don't want to keep seeing guys go down like this for sure. Uh, and then who am I missing? Oh, Barkley, high ankle sprain. Um, kind of felt it again late in the game. That's when he went down and then came out of the game. He said he didn't quote unquote re-injure it, but it's just an example of it continuing to nag at him. He did say somebody fell on it and it kind of, uh, you know, flared up a little bit during the game as well. So that's something to keep an eye on. Andrew Thomas um, had the knee, uh, obviously played through it. I do agree with one. someone said earlier about why leave these guys in the game. I do think you have to be careful with Andrew Thomas for sure, right? Um, that was a little bit, that was a little bit scary seeing him come back into the game after that, the way that play looked, I mean, holy cow. Right. Uh, but it's also a relief to see that he's still up and at him given, um, how his season has gone. Okay. I did not see Kayvon. Like I saw Jalen Hyatt who has a concussion walking out of the locker room. I didn't see Kayvon. Um, Tommy DeVito got an x-ray after the game, or they were looking to get him an x-ray after the game. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. And then uh, who else? Oh, Jason Pinnock, uh, the safety, I think, got something looked at. He was walking around with the trainers looking for somewhere to get evaluated. So those are things to watch. Oh, here we go. Savage Steve says, can't remember the last time we had a good offense. I know it's 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 horrific. And that's what I just thought it was so weird listening to this broadcast, hearing like Greg Olson complain about like the Giants playing man versus zone on defense. And I'm like, it's 28 to nothing, Greg. Like the Giants have zero points. Like they are terrible. And as bad as the defense is looking in the second quarter, right, which it is at that point, um, you know, how are you not talking about the offense? Like they have no points. Like I, I was very strange to me. Um, you know, the defense in Vegas was extremely disappointing, I thought. Um, I thought I didn't think playing hard was an issue here against the Cowboys. Uh, I just thought it was more about like getting overpowered and being out, you know, out talented and schooled. Right. Like I just think, and you know, the pass rush wasn't getting to Dak at all. Really. Uh, Tuto again in for $10. You're the man Tuto big boss, Pat. We've suffered a devastating loss to my pops club uh, yesterday. He's one of the best head coaches in pro rugby. We're five and six now, but our season ain't over yet. Every match is a new match and opportunity. Nice. Yeah. Way to be optimistic, Tuto. I can't wait to check in on one of your games um, sometime soon on Peacock or wherever I can catch those games. Um, I got to support you because you're supporting me, right? That's a, that's the way it goes. I really appreciate it, man. I'm so humbled when you guys check in with the super chats and the super stickers and, you know, especially all you guys too, Hunter and, um, you know, Chronicles and Michael and, you know, everybody who comes in here and like hangs, you guys are so patient with me. Remember, as we're doing this, um, you know, you might get some ads pop up as we talk here. Just let them run. They'll be very quick. And then you can get right through uh, back to the chat here. It's just something that honestly, you guys have helped me earn, um, you know, getting these ads on the page because it's going to help continue to promote what we're doing here. It pushes it to more people out there. That's what hitting the like button, hitting those hearts you know, anything you can do to favorite this page, this video, as we're live, especially that does a lot uh, um, to help us grow this. So really appreciate that. And Tuto, again, thank you so much. Let me keep getting to these questions. Oh, I should mention as well, Cordell Flott uh, had a shoulder and he left the game too. And I just remembered as I was talking to you guys that I forgot, that even though I tweeted about DeVito's x-ray, I didn't put it in my story. So I got to go pop that back in the story, at least for the website. Uh, that's something I got to remember to do when this is over. Okay. Let's see. Let me try to rapid fire through these so I can make sure that I touch everything. Um, and if you guys don't hear your question answered right now, uh, remember I'm going to post this whole thing uh, on the YouTube page for everybody to watch back in real time. And also we post it on the podcast feed for, uh, you know, Apple, Spotify, for the Talking Ball with Pat Lander podcast. So you can catch it there. I have an interview coming with Sterling Shepard on Monday on the YouTube page here and on the podcast, um, you know, uh, talking about the Giants, talking about the season, talking about everything that I hope you guys uh, will enjoy. Okay. 
let's see, we have, right. So Antonio says it's crazy because no matter how bad, no matter how, who is injured or how bad they are, you still got to go through meetings, game plan, game plans and practices. Yeah. That's what's so frustrating for guys like Slayton too. But that's why Tudo's got the right uh, perspective on it with his with his rugby team. The right perspective is just wake up tomorrow. As Saquon said, be a man about it. Uh, but, you know, losing is one thing, getting blown out and being embarrassed and everybody knowing that you don't belong you know, even on the same field as the team you're playing is, a, is another, right? And, uh, let's see. Andrew says you can't fire four coaches all being in two year spans. You give Dable a third year with his quarterback go from there. Just stupid to keep fucking the trend with firing these coaches. Yeah, I just don't see a lot of positive signs from him, Andrew. And I think that the idea that last year is who he is and this year isn't seems like a strange way to break it down to me. Almost like a blue colored glasses way to look at it, just to be honest. Like I think you could easily just as easily say. This year is the real Dayball head coach, and last year was the smoke and mirrors catching people off guard for a few games, especially because after their what six and one start, they've been a bad team. Like they 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 caught lightning in a bottle early, and they they obviously performed in the playoff game, which they deserve credit for. But for the most part, under Dayball, they've been bad, you know. And I'm not, you know, listen, I'm not trying to fire him today. Like that's not what I'm saying, you know. I'm not, I'm not. Uh, if I write a fire the coach column or a fire GM or whatever it is, like, you'll know it. You know what I mean? Like if I say it's time to whatever, and I'm not saying that a healthy organization fires four coaches after two years, but a healthy organization doesn't fire two, co three coaches after two years, like the giants have done. Like, did you think they were going to fire Ben McAdoo when the giants were in the playoffs in 2016, less than a year later, right? Shermer is maybe the one who based on how things were going, Dave Gettleman, everything like that's the one that you could um, more see coming. Right. And then, but remember, you know, Joe judge McAdoo, whatever, like these are ownership statements like weeks or a month or whatever it is before they actually fire the guys saying they're not going to fire the guys. Right. So, all right, let's see. Joey B says, I think the flag was a calculated move and we are sucking on purpose. I mean, and Joe, that's a fair comment, but like, again, to Dable and Shane and this kind of stuff, there's nothing the giants want less of than people thinking they're tanking. Like John Mara, like that's his worst nightmare, but that's what's happening because that's what it looks like. Right. That's what it's, that's what it looks like. It's hard. Like when you see them shoving Josh Azudu out at left tackle early in the season, when Andrew Thomas is hurt, when you see them putting Graham Gano on for a field goal when he's going to need surgery in a couple of days, like what the heck are you supposed to think? Right? What are you supposed to think? Um, CGF Sports says you are probably the only beat writer who gets it. Dable twenty twenty two is not the same as Dable twenty three. He is in over his head, not competitive. Thank you. Very well said, CGF. Very well said. Hunter Keller says, I think the end of Joe Judge era was better product at this point. It was. It's not even a question. It was. Mark says, hi, Pat. Hi, everyone. This is a mess. Bad decisions by GM and head coach up front have put the team in this situation. They need to learn from this. Absolutely. Thawstead says, insert this is fine meme here. Exactly. Yes. Rome is burning around Brian Dable as he tells us everything is okay. Um, it's the dog in the burning room sipping his coffee meme. Um JFed says they got problems. CJF says the facts chain has not addressed the media is indicative. Yeah, he likes to do it at the bye week, but obviously this season doing it at the bye week just, you know, doesn't really help. Why would we not give Matt Barkley a chance next week, says Hunter? He's a step up from Tommy. I have a lot of respect for Tommy, but he's just not an NFL QB. Can't operate an NFL offense with him. And I think when Brian Dable said we're trying to get Matt up to speed uh, last week, I read that as like as soon as we can get him ready to play, he will play. That's that's how I read that comment. So especially with DeVito getting an X-ray now, uh, you know, that may be coming sooner. Mark Thompson says fourth and two, you have to kick the field goal, give the team some points. Would have been seven to three. Can't put so much pressure on the defense. Yeah, you know, I didn't mind the aggressiveness. I do agree with you that it would have been nice to have ports on the points on the board. I didn't mind the aggressiveness given where the season is, but I didn't like the play call. And it didn't seem like Saquon liked it either, even though he didn't say that outright. Thawstead says the only fix is to lose out in draft May. That seems to be where it's headed. Joey B. Yeah, exactly. Joey B. Loving Tudo. I love it. 
Um, CGF says he's been very dishonest and non-transparent about Dable. Um, let's see. Chronicle says these wide receivers are horrible. The O-line is terrible. How does this happen? Bad roster construction. CGF says better roster and poor results. Yeah, no, this is what I mean. Like, it's not, you know, this is not Dave Gettleman's roster. This is a roster that was supposed to be better. Suddenly it's not. Everybody forgets like this. Dexter Lawrence was talking about challenging for a Super Bowl this year. Sterling Shepard told us in training camp that Dable was reminding them of their aspirations to make progress and get to a Super Bowl. And then Dable came out and was like, I never said that. (laughs) But these are the things that they were talking about internally, building on last year, progress. Look at where they are. And this is not just what they inherited. They have made this mess. Let's see. Um, CGF says Dable is supposed to be an offensive guru and the team is averaging 10 points per game. CGF gets it. CGF, you get it. Let's see. Um, Chronicle says basically Art is more worried about Dexter not talking to the media than actually covering the team and writing articles and saying Dex has to talk to media for guys to respect him. Uh, Chronicles, listen, in Art's defense, you know, Players are supposed to talk after every game. I would say it's on Giants PR to make sure that happens because sometimes, especially after tough games, like guys are, it's tough. Like it's tough. You know, I know Dex had some people he wanted to see after the game. I understand it. He always um, is upright is or is upfront with us, is forthright, is honest, is transparent, is available. So it was, this was a rare thing. Um, but of course, after team gives up 49 points, gets crushed, and things are coming apart at the seams seemingly on the roster and with the team, you do want to take those people's pulse, but you know, he wasn't the only one. David McKinney didn't talk. Um, This is something in my opinion that Giants PR needs to get a handle of. Um, But certainly I do uh, respect Dexter Lawrence and I feel like he is normally upfront and honest with us. And I, you know, I spoke to him about um, today and whether he was going to talk or not. And I, uh, I guess what I would say is, I, you know, he normally does right by us. And so I respect him and I understood what he was saying about this situation. But again, it is there. It is the responsibility in that moment. And so art is not art is not wrong. Like art is not wrong. It is the player's responsibility. I find that the teams that operate and function at the highest levels in those moments where the player doesn't want to talk, the PR person's job is to make sure that they follow the protocol there and that something happens there so that everybody can kind of get what they need and no one's put in a bad spot. Um, Let's see. Chronicle says, I replied with, do you really think these players care about who talks to the media? No, they don't. These players don't want to say something that you're going to make a big story like McKinney. Well, listen, if they can't talk, because if they do, they're going to say something bad about the organization. Like that's part of why we're there. Right. Or if they're going to talk and stand up for somebody in the organization, stand up for the coach, like those things matter. Right. Like those things do matter. Chronicles like this is the, um, and also like if one captain's talking when another captain is not right, like in mo in moments of crises, like, as a captain, you, those are the moments you're needed the most. So I, you know, art, art's not wrong, but like I said, you know, I understand Dexter in, in the spot he's in and what he was asking for just once. Um, it's kind of saying like, listen, I always do right by you guys just for this one time. Da, 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 da. But like I said, it's on the giants PR department to make sure the player talks there. Hunter says from the looks of it, we are already tanking by the product and play call. Listen, Every every time a fan says that to me, it puts more pressure on the Giants' current regime. Uh, Simeon Toko says, will Darian Beaver see the field this season now that KT might miss a game? Uh, different position. Beavers plays inside linebacker. Uh, Kayvon plays edge outside linebacker. So that wouldn't factor in. And, no, I mean, with Micah McFadden's development and Okereke, uh, you know, no reason for Beavers to see the field, at least at this point. Um, but you know, fair question about like, you know, who else is going to get action, but it wouldn't, you know, there's no spot there on the field for him. In my opinion, you know, they got the leader of the defense now, essentially Bobby Okereke and, uh, and Micah McFadden, who's a young developing player. Who's also having a good year. 
Mark Thompson says, why are vets like Shepard and McCain not on the field more? Great question, Mark. Great question. Been asking that for a while. Um, you know, McCain got beat out for his spot, but Shepard's the one that doesn't make a lot of sense. Um, I think he's done an admirable job at not throwing everybody under the bus over it, but it's strange that he's on the team and on the sidelines. Um, and yet, you know, and then here, here's the thing. Oh, I see some more super stickers coming in. I just, I didn't see those as I was talking. Sorry. I'm listening to my own voice here. I'm going to get to those, um, right now. Savage Steve says giants were out game by 460 yards today, 68 yards today. Peewee football. Absolutely. Donna Keen, 490, 495. Thank you, Donna. Will Shane speak with the media at the bye? And what might you ask, says Donna? Uh, Shane is due to speak with us at the bye week. Um, I think what I have, you know, I have a lot of questions. I think you have to ask about um, how he thinks it got this bad, where he puts the blame, what blame he takes in it. How much does he put on himself and this current operation versus uh, passing the buck? I think has to do with his evaluation of Dable and the coaching staff as a whole. Uh, and also, you know, the coordinators, everything. Um, think, you know, you got to ask him about players like Saquon McKinney, obviously the plans for next year's draft, Daniel Jones, draft a quarterback, whatever. Um, I do wonder if the idea that the fans think that this looks like a tank, um, you know, comes up in any way. I think it's a fair question to ask, not, you know, obviously if you ask a GM, if he's tanking, like that's not, you know, a GM is not going to answer that question, but maybe what he thinks of the fact that fans think they are, that would be, that's not an unfair question. So, you know, those are some of the ones that I would be thinking of. All right, let's get to some more questions. Steve and Donna, thank you so much for the super stickers. I honestly, I know I say, thank you. I thank I say thank you so much over this stuff, but I really am grateful. Um, Let's see. Okay. Oh, you asked about Shep, Mark. Yeah. Um, Shep also like consistently like performs well, like practices and then he plays in the game, scores a touchdown, right? Uh, the fact that a guy who's performing isn't playing, I think is strange and has been strange. And I've been chronicling all this from the start of the season. When do we start to blame the training staff and strength conditioning for all these injuries? I mean, I keep pointing it out. Chronicles. It's a question of when the giants are going to uh, let's see. We have Jfed. I'd almost trade down in the draft, stockpile some more first, seconds, need more talent. Another rookie Q QB isn't changing much. Yeah, again, like rookie QB would be, okay, this is long-term. Like that's the thing. You know, guys like Dex, even Okereke, even though he's new, the guys like Slayton, like, you know, Barkley, like they're looking at this like, wait, is this another five-year rebuild? I'm not going to be here for this, right? Like, like that's where this is headed. If like Jay fed, that's a fair point about how much depth and extra talent they need across the board. But then you're looking at how many more years before the team is good again, right? Using your picks like that. Um, but I think you're being realistic as well. Like you're being realistic about the fact that this is not an overnight fix just by getting a young quarterback next year. Right. And I think you're absolutely right. Brett M says, I wanted to see Jay Sean Corbin more. I didn't think we needed gray needed Lyman hundred percent agree. Um, glad Corbett got in the game. I thought it was pretty late for him to get in a game that was so lopsided, uh, but good to see him. Obviously he's a good player. Uh, Shep replaces Campbell, Brett says, um, you know, I, I don't get what, you know, Paris can help the team. Like he, he has some juice as a kick returner. Um, their bottom line is they're trying to play, you know, their draft picks, Wandale Robinson. I mean, you know, Jalen Hyatt, um, and obviously that, you know, they need to play some, extra tight ends to try and help the protection, which still doesn't work because their tight ends can't block. Uh, so it's just a total mess. Hey, Pat, Luann says, can giant, maybe giants can win seven games now. <laughs> Luann, you are hilarious. Yes. I love our ongoing uh, conversation about this, but your optimism is great and it's welcome here. What was the shepherd Slayton thing on the sidelines about uh, Simeon says, so Darius Slayton went to Mike Grow, the receivers coach. He was frustrated. He vented. Uh, he said it let the emotions get the best of him. He was frustrated with the fact that the team was losing and how lopsided it was. He said it was 28-7 at the time. I don't know specifically what he articulated about, you know, how the offense was being run, but he was extremely frustrated. He's not a selfish guy, so it wasn't about, like, he wasn't getting the ball. Like, that's not him. Um, 
but Shepard was trying to calm him down, you know, kind of like hype him up, that kind of thing. It wasn't like a Slayton versus Shepard thing. Um, but it was obviously indicative of the fact that even the calmest, most even keeled poised giant has been broken essentially by the futility of this team. Uh, let's see. Luann says next season giants will have money to spend and the draft giants will be a better team. Hope so. It's hard to not to be better than this. Dable is the man. She says, okay, interesting. What is a shiny new B new QB going to do behind this line? We need linemen says Brett. Fair point. Uh, Tuto says, Pat, we're super proud of all rugby fans across the pond. Don't matter how bad clubs are doing points wise. You would never see an empty seat or quiet crowds in the stadium. Grounds are always shaking beneath your, your feet. Hey, unfortunately, I don't think that's how good, how MetLife stadium is going to be down the stretch here, which again is always a factor for giants ownership. Simeon says there are players out there trying to play for their next contract. Everyone isn't tanking on purpose. Yeah. When you say tanking too, like it's not. The players obviously have pride. It's more about like what's the organization's philosophy about prioritizing the future versus the present, which, of course, Leonard, the trade of Leonard Williams doesn't help, you know, um, even though it is a smart long term view of things and using an asset. Let's see. Um, we have DJ will come back strong, hopefully start the season. Giants can be a playoff team next season. Luann, you are just I. You will not you will not break if you won't break after this game, after Darius Slayton even caves emotionally, then you will never break. I'm proud of you. Um, <laughs> Chronicle says, Luann, I think you're a little too passionate. I, <laughs> Luann, we love it. Keep it coming, man. It, it helps balance out the reality of the situation we're in right now. Your optimism for the future. Well, when you say the schedule maker screwed the Giants, I mean, come on, like the Eagles are playing. Yeah, you know, different order of these games or whatever, but they're what nine and one. I mean, they're about to, you know, they're entering or in the middle of a tough stretch, but everybody's got to do this. But that's what, you know, their schedule, you could say the schedule makers screwed the Giants this year, but it was easy as cake last year and they made the playoffs. So that was part of why, too. Uh, Pat, is there a stat out there of time of possession offense to defense this year? I want to see the disparity. Um, you mean like the Giants average? um offense to defense uh yeah you know what hunter i will i will grab that for our midweek our thursday night live chat this week i know i skipped the thursday live chat this past week had some family in town uh some things to uh get done some priorities i had to take care of but we will jump back on that hopefully this week um and but hunter i will say this like early in this game you know i think the there was a point at which like the defense had played 42 snaps to the offense is 25 and it was only like the middle of the second quarter, you know, or late second quarter or something like that. Um, you know, it's just, there's just too much. It's just too much workload. I think you're, I think you're hitting on the right thing too, is like, you know, the defense is going to cave if it's always on the field that happens with every defense. Brett says, I wish he threw it on fourth and two. Yeah. Or anything other, anything more, uh, creative than that. Um, as I'm do as we're talking, I'm going to go to the Giants. Uh, you'll find this stat for you, Hunter, because I am kind of wondering about that possession stat now. Um, while we while I look this up, let me just tell you again: um, if you haven't already, you've seen a lot of our uh, loyal readers and viewers and fans here pop in with the super stickers and the super chats. That's a great way to have your comment and uh, answered immediately or your analysis mentioned right away. It, go, it vaults right to the top of what we talk about. And, um, you know, I don't take it for granted. I don't take the support for granted. I really do appreciate all your guys' support. Um, remember to always subscribe. Remember to hit the like button, the thumbs up. That helps us get the word out as we're doing this, helps us build this page. If you see ads pop up as we're talking, just stick around. It'll circle right back um, here to the live stream as we do this. And, um, you know, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, but yeah, rate, review, subscribe, the podcast, Talking Ball Podcast, at PL and NFL, everywhere, TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube page if you don't already. We're going to have more offerings coming. Twitter, I'm Pete Leonard, NYDN, and obviously uh, the Daily News website and everything we offer there as well. Okay, so we have... Okay. 
Andrew says Rodney Barnes has been the head athletic trainer since 1981. Come on. I don't want to put full blame on him, but he's in his seventies. Please find someone else. Uh, Andrew, I don't think it's unfair to say what is going on with the way giants take care of players' bodies. And is it, is it time to reevaluate it? I think it's overdue. Um, and I think it requires reevaluation, reevaluation of everything, the personnel, uh, the policies, the procedures, um, their beliefs, their philosophies, their processes, their operations, and, um, you know, how much power the training staff has, who's in the room when these conversations are made, all those things need to be discussed. Brett says, I miss the flexor Feliciano Gates and Richie James. Yeah. They lost a lot of glue guys, glue guys this year, Julian Love, uh, Feliciano Gates, Richie James. That's well said. Um, and I've been hitting out on that from the beginning, I think. Yeah. Luann says Dexter hates losing for sure. Dak should have put Dak through the turf, ran it up on us. He did hit him pretty hard on that one completion, for sure. Hit him right in the chest. Uh, Luann says we are not tanking. Um, Luann says Tyrod comes back, we can win games. Yeah, he says he can come back, but he's got – I'm pretty sure he has broken ribs. So, yeah, broken ribs. Like, how how good is he going to be? Um, Antonio says, is he back after the bye? No, I, you know, I don't know. But, again, broken ribs, like, can he be? can he be good? Uh, Brett says, I blame shame, flashy cards, and potholes. <laughs> I saw Snacks Harrison on Twitter comment about how uh, we should give him a jersey and a helmet. Definitely miss him in blue. Hunter, I didn't see that tweet because Snacks blocked me. He blocks a lot of reporters. Um, you know, uh, got pretty sensitive at the end. Let's see. Should we draft a punter first pick, says Brett. <laughs> Jamie Gillen has not been the Giants' problem. Um, I wish they did a little more at the deadline, but maybe they tried but just couldn't. No, they would, selling off was the right move. Um, selling pieces to get something in return for the future was the right move. Um, but obviously, you know, selling a guy like Leonard, the players are having a hard time, I think, wrapping around, wrapping their minds around what's expected here. Antonio, I, I, I'm not sure if I expect Tyrod back after the bye. Um, I, it sounds like he's trying to come back. Like he did say his season's not over. At least that's what they're telling him. And he doesn't believe it's over, but you know, if you have broken ribs, like how, how effective is he going to be? I don't really think, you know, I have a hard time. I guess I'm skeptical of what he could bring, you know, especially with how he plays, how he moves around, extends plays. He takes hits like he does. So I'm, I'm not really sure that's wise. Um, remember guys, when the ads roll through here, just stick around We'll come right back. Don't worry about it. Um, you know, and we also do the chat rewinds. This will be posted on the webs on the YouTube page and also on our podcast, talking ball with Pat Leonard podcast, Apple, Spotify, everywhere you can get them. Um, all right. looks like we're ending in the home stretch here. Really appreciate you guys. This is so much fun. Uh, all right. So CGF says, there has been a commonality since Ernie Accorsi. It seems Reese Gettleman and now Shane continue to fail to fix the line. Some blame on Shane for only bringing in JMS this offseason. Again, remember, he, Shane took Josh Azudu. Uh, Shane took Marcus McKeithen. Um, you know, they went into this season with like Matt Parrott and Josh Azudu, I guess, as their best backup tackle options. Um, you know, this is when I say that this season was not just about what they inherited. It's also what they did uh, to build this roster poorly. That's, to me, a huge point of why there's, you know, pressure and heat. Yeah, Tuto gives CGF a thumbs up. He is a uh, – CGF's on point, man. CGF, I love your addition to these chats and your your contributions today. Uh, really appreciate it. Joey B says, Pat, the 25th, let's grab a cigar and a drink and talk Giants since I won't be back until next season. Hey, that sounds good, Joey B. I, um, hopefully I can make it there. Appreciate the invite. Um, you know, hit me on, uh, hit me in the DMs and uh, and we'll get it done, hopefully. Hunter says, yes, Pat. I think a lot of it is wear and tear being on the field so much. They look so much improved and it looks like it's caught up to them on defense, right? Uh, let's see. Yeah, Tuto assuring the folks. <laughs> Assuring Joey. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yep. Yeah, Luann, Tuto, bring the positivity. Uh, let's see. The whole season was a failed fourth and short, says Brett M. That's, a, that's an interesting uh, point. False starts, changing plays, punting, missed field goals, baller missed call, tush-push injuries, coming up short, not going for it. What else? Brett, that's a really good point. That would actually be an interesting story. I appreciate that. That's a really – I'm, I'm literally going to write that down 
as a way that might even be like a good, you know, po early postseason story. That's a really good point. I got to can I can I go up and like that? I got to go up and like that. Well, here here's me here's me liking that. All right. Uh let's see. You guys are you guys are crushing it today. Um if we fire four coaches in 8 years, what coach would want to take this job? says Andrew. Well, Andrew, are they they're already there. I mean, Dan Quinn pulled his name out of the running last time. I mean, you know, pull your name out of the Giants coaching search. Come on. Uh, let's see. Hunter says, I wouldn't be shocked if Tyrod's more patient, especially when he had that last rib injury, ended up with a lung injury. Yeah, I wonder. I'm not sure. Uh, let's see. Gillen is awesome. Just saying something has to change big time. Yeah, no. Yeah, it's yeah, for sure. I hear you, Brett. Joey B says, I'm just going to stay home. It's three hours away for me to go to and from MetLife. Tudo, not worth the drive and spending to watch his team lose the rest of the year. Um, yeah, no, it's tough. That, that's that's and and Joey, I wonder how many more how many fans will be like you and how empty the stadium will be down the stretch, because that really does mean a lot to the Giants, for sure, to ownership. Um, all right, let's see. We have a buy. Forgot about that. Does that even make a difference at this point? Uh, it's too late to mean anything for the season. Honestly, it gives them a chance to possibly pull the plug on some things or some people or whatever at that point if they want to. But uh, this is not really going to do anything either. It's just such an awkward bye week, honestly. You got it, CGF. Doug Analytics, what's up, Doug? Says, hey, any of the defensive players been asked about Wink's response to McKinney's comments? What did you think of Wink's public response? Um, it looked it looked to me like he was, you know, came off like really frustrated specifically with McKinney, and he really aired out McKinney to us publicly, which I thought was pretty eye-opening. You don't really see that from coaches and players talking about each other, but clearly reflected to me that um, this was something that is going to, you know, um, linger and that it really did reflect some sort of disconnect somewhere. Um, players really have clamped their mouths shut. Kayvon, uh, even no commented on Thursday, which he's just not a no comment kind of guy. Um, there's a lot of like the giants telling players not to say stuff. It's been happening here since this regime got here. Um, guys get called up to the office, like to the principal's office, basically to be told to stop talking about certain things or to ask them about things they said in the media. I mean, it's just, it's so oversensitive. It's not even funny. Uh, borders on paranoia, frankly. Uh, Molly Mall says, I blame the head coach for the personnel, not Shane. I also blame for the lack of, competence on the head coach joe shane makes the, the game day lineup uh he and brian day will collaborate i mean he's basically like a baseball gm so he is to blame as well um let's see will it be shane's call to move bobby johnson or dable's call uh well they'll act like it's both of their calls i mean he's dable's guy so dable can't like run and hide behind a bush while joe shane fires this guy uh let's see um Let's see. What do we got next? But good question there, Simeon. Uh, you can keep blaming Daniel Jones, but Dable has to take some blame. I remember when the head coach took all the blame, not the quarterback. Absolutely, Molly Mall. Uh, Tuto says to Joey, who is talking about not going to games late in the year, don't ever give up the passion and your pride, Paisano. Once a giant, always a giant for life, mate. Put your joysy on Sundays and keep up the passion and never lose heart. Joey B says, I'll still watch at home and make a pizza, Tuto. <laughs> yeah, plus with those HD TVs now, come on, man. Um, the team should give season ticket holders refunds based on their records. The more you lose, you get up to 50% back. That would make teams really not want to tank. <laughs> yeah, that's not happening. That's, that's a nice thought, but that's not happening. Brian Boyle says, trade Dable for Antonio Pierce, ASAP. Uh, <laughs> that's another thing. Listen. We're for we're forgetting like we haven't even talked about like he literally just lost last week in blowout fashion to a first time head coach in his first game who was a pro bowl pro bowler and Super Bowl winning linebacker for the Giants. I mean, this is just an all time bad scenario. Uh, yeah. Tudo says, Joey, we respect that. Keep the jersey on always, uh, regardless of the points on the board. You got it, Brett. You're welcome. Uh, Mark says game one, not the confidence out of the Giants and started the injury slide. Keeping DJ in the game was a bad decision and came across as punishment against the Cowboys. Sure, it didn't help DJ's confidence. Yep, Mark agree. Um, Hunter says I missed transparency, at least from Judge. Me too. 
Brett says Kafka was an Eagle guy. Yeah, I mean, this is Dable's offense. I mean, Mike's the call, play call or whatever. It's Dable's offense. Um, if we don't win a game and lose this way, Mara is going to clean house. That's what Joe, this is what I'm saying. Like, it, I'm not saying, hey, fire them tomorrow. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying you look at how ownership handles things and how bad this is. It's never been this bad here, ever. It has never been this bad with all these teams. You know the Giants have never had a two-win team in a 16 or 17 game season, like when the schedule is 16 or 17 games, they've never won only two games. The three and 13 year under Shermer was the worst. Uh, let's see. Let's see. Um, Molly Mall says, were we supposed to believe Caleb Williams fixes our problems or are we looking for a short term, a short time high? Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's a good question. Uh, they definitely are going to be in a position to draft a quarterback, though, and I, I think I'd be surprised if they didn't. Don't you think Dable taking over play calling in Arizona affected Kafka's confidence and consequently is standing with the offensive players? Yes. Raiders beating Jets 16 to 12, 11 minutes left. Um, thanks for the update, JFed. Like it. Does Maratish get any blame or is this solely on Dave's and Shane, says Andrew? Oh, yeah. Ownership gets blamed, too, for sure. Um, but especially, you know what? To me, if they just act like everything's fine the way the GM or the way the coach is acting right now, then it's like, well, wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What do you mean everything's fine, right? So we have to find out how they feel. I'm glad you asked about that, Andrew, because before we get out of here, I do want to say this. I'm not sure I've ever heard a broadcast that transparently uh, in favor of like kind of pushing the PR of a team's message. If you guys go back and watch that broadcast, I'm sure you guys heard it when you watched it the first time, but. Greg Olson basically spent four quarters like stumping for Brian Dable and Joe Shane. He essentially said the record and the, and the results and the scores don't matter this season. All that matters is the evaluation process and the development for the future. I mean, try telling that to the players on this damn team. Like, what are you talking about? I thought that was very interesting though. I do think I did read that as, because they have all the production meetings going into the games and stuff. That sounded to me like the most obvious, like giants ownership, franchise Joe Shane Brian Dable preferred narrative being spoken out publicly to us um so I thought that was very interesting so if you want to know what ownership thinks right now and what they're hoping for I would listen to Greg Olson and Kevin Burkhart which sounded a lot like hey nothing to see here like you know don't worry about it uh things will get better in the future um but you know it's obviously revisionist history to say that this season was always an evaluation process and everything is fine uh let's see I think we genuinely just had bad luck, but one thing I don't understand is why we don't invest heavily in the O-line. It doesn't matter what quarterback we draft or sign if we can't protect, says Joey. Every successful team is a great O-line. Yeah, well, Joey, listen, they used a high pick on Evan Neal, and it just doesn't look like it's working out. Andrew Thomas is a good player. Evan Neal so far has not been, right? So have they not invested or have they missed when they've tried to invest, right? That's another thing. Um, I certainly think also, Joey, what they did with their offensive line is they completely misunderstood and misevaluated their depth and the quality of the talent on it. I mean, they're a they were a disaster at the start of the year on the offensive line. They weren't bad. They were a disaster because they were putting guys in positions they weren't capable of playing. I mean, how about Marcus McKeithen today on that one? Was it a run or a pitch to Saquon where he like turned around backwards and was like looking at Saquon on like the wildcat? Like, go block somebody, man. Go block somebody. I mean, it's just, I can't even, uh, let's see. Hunter says, I really want to see if Wink can coach a team. I think he can. Yeah. That'd be interesting. If he gets a head coaching job one day, we all know he wants one. I love the loyalty the giants have, but in this day and age, it's coming at a fault. Fair point. The bad snap block field goal, horrendous season for sure. They could lose out and only have two wins. That's right. Has there been any update on Jones's projected availability next year? Will that be clear, more clear after surgery? Yeah, more clear after surgery, Doug. Curious, during the game, are you watching the field live or watching on the TV with the broadcast, says Andrew? I'm watching on the, on the field live. I also have binoculars to zoom in on the field and on the sideline, Andrew. But um, I have my iPad running the broadcast, which is also on a little bit of a delay. So it functions for me like replay. And I have a, one headphone in my ear. And then my other ear, I don't have a headphone in. So I hear the broadcast. I'm watching it live. You know, I'm tweeting. I'm managing it all. 
it's a lot. It's talk about multitasking, but it's fun. Uh, Molly Moss says, I thank you and respect your intake on another level now. Thank you for your work and giving us fans a voice. Molly Maw, thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that. Simeon says, I've been watching Giants football a long time, and this season is giving Ray Hanley vibes. I agree. Can we trade for two average veteran linemen? Trade anyone? Brett says, Brett, uh, well, you saw they finally recognized they went out and got Justin Pugh. So maybe in the offseason, they'll actually do that instead of uh, waiting till mid-year when the season's over. Um, Joey B says, all I'm going to say is Lawrence Taylor and Phil Sims aren't walking through the door. (laughs) That's right. You think Evan Neal would autograph my rubber hot dogs and hamburgers, says Joey. You know, I wonder, I've been wondering how fans are going to react. We actually talked about this last week, but I do wonder if there's a fair people who still boo him if and when he plays a home game next. But who knows when that's going to be. He's hurt. Um, Ty says the Giants haven't been able to develop talent for over a decade. This isn't anything new. Uh, Simeon says Saquon had to shove McKeithen forward. I know. We can't keep saying we had to. We tried to address the O line. We have to fix it. That's right. Draft a lineman and oh, I don't know. Let him play his position or at least the same side of the line he used to. That's right. Well, Brett, part of the Evan Neal thing was they liked him because he had played some right tackle in college. But his, you know, draft the better player. You know, like draft the better player. Andrew Spagnola says is coaching the New York the hardest job, or is that just a myth? Um, I do think it depends on how you feel New York. So I think that the New York market is something that at least for this regime, I do think they're very attuned. They have rabbit ears for kind of what is said about them, what is written. And I don't think it's the right place for you if that's how you take public criticism or even just your name being said. Um, so is coaching in New York the hardest? No, not necessarily, but it can be depending on if you're a person who's sensitive or who has rabbit ears or who pays attention to the noise because there is going to be more noise. Um, Pat, when are you heading back North says Hunter, you got to enjoy a peanut butter screwball. I know Hunter. I know maybe one at the bar tonight before we have the morning flight. We'll see. Uh, Jerry Jones had some beers, uh, here for us in the, in the, um, press box. I had a a tiny taste. Um, how was the Vegas life after the loss last week? Says Hunter, the time I had in Vegas around the game, uh, was better than, uh, the giants result in the game. Let's say that had a good time. Thank you for asking. Forget our questions. How do you, the man in the beat, see this thing getting fixed? Give us three steps you think will work, Pat, says Joey B. One, I think they have a they have to make a hard evaluation after this season about the general manager's flaws uh, and strengths, the coaches' flaws and strengths, the coordinators, the coach, right, whatever. You have to make the hard decisions and changes right now. And the training staff has to be a part of it. It has to be everybody. Training staff. Every department in this building needs to be evaluated and improved. Don't say we're going to evaluate and make changes here and we're going to hold these people accountable. We're not going to hold them accountable. That's step number one. Reevaluate everybody, hold everybody accountable, make changes to address the key problems you've had. Player health, offensive line, offense, uh, coach's ability to manage a game, uh, drafting and developing players, right? Those, you know, those are the things. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, I would say um, fix the quarterback position. So if that means drafting one, uh, whatever that means, that's number two. Um, and number three is um, number three to me would be to focus on getting an offensive playmaker or to making sure that you have enough reliable offensive playmaking. <laughs> So does that mean getting it in the draft? Does that mean franchise tagging Saquon to make sure you have him one more year as one step of that? Um, So that's what I would say. Evaluate everybody at those highest levels, including training staff, medical department, um, GM, coach, et cetera, coordinators, and make changes where you see fit and be be real about it. Be honest about it. Be thorough. And don't look at it through blue-colored glasses. Two um, is fix the quarterback position. And, uh, and yeah, f- and fix the offensive line, et cetera. So hopefully that answers your questions. Those are broad strokes, obviously. Uh, Boyle says, think about next week from Brady versus Manning to Zappy versus DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me there, Brian. You got me. Oh my God. What an amazing comment. All right. I got to get out of here, but let me just uh, answer your last few questions. Evan Neal said he thinks he is getting better. Self-confidence is key, so I'll take it. Let's go, Evan. Dang it. That's right. Yeah, you got to pull for him. Wouldn't it be smart to move back in the draft and leverage our picks, setting up for next year to move up and get our QB while filling holes this year? Um, 
Well, depends on what the other quarterback class looks like, right? You don't know what the next quarterback class is going to look like. The bottom line is if you if you scout a quarterback and you think he can change your franchise, you take him. doesn't matter when. Um, and this is supposed to be a very strong class. Now, obviously, if you evaluate the guys, you don't feel that way, then maybe you can wait. Um, but, you know, you can't really pass up a, cha- a chance to draft a franchise-changing quarterback if you feel like you see one. We should QB snack, QB sneak every play to get the first pick, Michael says. Do you think that as an NFL pro team, this effort in play is acceptable, says Entropy Effect? No, I do not. And I think that's another thing that really reflects poorly on Dable and what's going on here. Uh, I wanted Neil and Cross with our picks, says Brett. Yeah, two offensive linemen you wanted, I hear you. Do you think Dable could turn this around next year, Pat, or is it a lost cause? I, Hunter, I personally do not, based on what I've seen from him as a head coach now for two years. That's my opinion but we'll see. Um, Michael says we should QB sneak every play to get the first pick. Oh yeah, that's right. I heard you say that. Okay. Um, Joey B wants me to trash the Cowboys before I leave the stadium. I will not do that. They will not let me back in next time. Um, And Hunter says, do what the bears did sort of pick wise works great so far. Guys, this has been awesome. We've gone for 65 minutes here from AT&T stadium um, you know, you can see I got the stadium behind me there. I'm in the press box. Uh, this has been a phenomenal live chat. These just get better and better. I really appreciate you guys joining me. Um, and thank you for, to everybody for uh, the super stickers, the super chat. Um, we had Tuto jump in. We had Giants Chronicles, Savage Steve, Hunter, Steve again, Tuto again, Steve again, Donna. You guys were phenomenal. Um, and, you know, just tons of great questions and insight. Uh, CGF, uh, Brett, you guys were, uh, were bringing it. Brian made me laugh. And I just can't thank you enough for all the insight and what we're building here with this community. I'm going to, like I said, um, I'll update you guys on Twitter, on Instagram, and on the YouTube page. But uh, we should be able to rock and roll for Thursday night halftime live chat when there will be obviously plenty more to talk about. And again, like I said, we have more offerings coming. I'll let you guys know about that as I get them up and rolling. Um, You guys are very welcome for everything. Thank you. Um, And yeah, safe travels to me. We'll be going to Washington next week. And um, and then we got the Patriots at home and then a bye week. So it'll be nice to be a little be a little bit closer to home. But I feel very fortunate to have made all these great trips, get to see all these great stadiums, have great experiences. Remember, we are sponsored by Bet Online, and we are sponsored by um, Estate 98 Coffee. It's an Essencia Day Cafe from El Salvador. Um, takes three seconds to make a nice coffee. Just put a tablespoon in the glass with some ice and stir it. I drink it all the time when I do my Talking Ball podcast at home. Obviously, I drink the peanut butter screwball when we're doing the live chat. Still working on them as a sponsor, Hunter. So I'll let you know when that happens. Thanks again, and we'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.